and welcome to this new episode of So Tell Me, a podcast where I talk to people about their education experiences, get opinions on higher education, and talk to people about what information they think the world should know more about. I'm your host, Kim Wardle. Let's get into the episode. Hi everyone, welcome back to So Tell Me, another new guest this week. So we'll get straight in with So Tell Me, who are you and how do we know each other? So my name is Shankari and um, I know Kim from my first year of university. We were neighbours together and um, yeah, that's basically how we know each other. So we've been friends since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we shared a bathroom. Great experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we lived in a house with eight other people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah eight other people. Yeah, yeah. But, it was yeah. it was a whole experience because living together in first year, like, moving out in first year is so strange I wondered how you yeah how you dealt with that experience and what you felt when you moved in to Stag Hill for the first time yeah so like I, I still remember like yeah. moving in day like it was yesterday <laughs> even though it was what four years ago but um yeah I feel like it was just a mix of emotions like I think I was mainly mm-hmm. excited and just like ready to get going with the uni experience meet loads of new people make new friends I was a bit nervous but I wasn't Mm -hmm. too nervous I guess but like I remember the first day especially when I met you Kim and I was like when you said you were clean and you were clean (laughs) I was so happy so I was like yes okay we're showing I'm sharing a bathroom with someone who's clean too so at least that's one worry (laughs) at the window (laughs) um and so and I think it's the fact to be fair I feel like the fact that we had each other for the like especially right at the beginning that helped with the transition uh, into uni and stuff because I think I think it was the day that we moved in like once our family left like we helped each other to unpack right and then that's and so I think that's kind that kind of helped to ease the process and then because I guess we all as a house like made sure to spend time together to get to know each other and think and you brought cards cards against humanity wasn't it and it was like the first or yeah. second night we all played cards against hum- humanity and that kind of broke the ice as well which was great yeah um, definitely and we used to hang out in the kitchen literally and... like <laughs> just yeah the kitchen was too small for 10 people or more than 10 oh, people yeah. but we still were just I mean yeah we kind of adopted two people <laughs> didn't we I mean including Chi Chi right so <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah it was, a, it was so, an interesting yeah. time I wondered, like, do you have any advice for someone who's, like, moving in for the first time? And what, what would you say to them about making friends with your housemates or just getting on with your housemates? Yeah, so I'd say just, like, don't, when you first, like, move in and even when you first start university, I think the best thing to go in with is, like, an open mm. mind and kind of to not have any expectations because when I came into Surrey, because... Surrey was my insurance choice for a university to be fair and I I had no idea what to expect but I think going in with that mindset was the best thing for me because then I was able to experience anything without any having any prior judgments or you know prior expectations so kind of going in with that mindset helps a lot when you're in first year where whichever university or wherever you're going into and then and then in terms of moving in as well I think just kind of keeping your door open you know having a doorstop I know I borrowed Kim's doorstop for a year because I didn't have one Um, but like just keeping your like your door open when you're not busy so then you know people know that you're kind of open Mm -hmm. to chatting and stuff and just 
it sounds really silly or strange, but even like walking up to someone and introducing yourself, like you never know that's how you can make a friend for life or, you know, you can meet someone who's just really interesting in your kind of university yeah. journey generally. So, yeah. And it always helps to have a pack of cards, I found. Like I always carried a pack of com- cards around with me, especially in first year, um, just because it's a great way to like play, to get to know other people. There's so many different games you could play and it's just, yeah, it helps with making friends. Yeah, definitely. We had um, poker tournaments. Yes, we did. I still I taught my family poker <laughs> in quarantine because it was bad. my sister could kind of play, but she she'd only mm-hmm. played it once or twice, and my parents had never played. So I bought a poker set like with the poker chips and everything, and so we've been playing poker. <laughs> That's so quarantine. fun. <laughs> so when was it that you started yeah. working as a student ambassador? Was that in first year? Yeah, it was. So I started working as an ambassador in I think it was December Mm. of first year so um I think they opened applications around September October Mm -hmm. time and then yeah and then I started working as an ambassador in December I think my first job that I did was being an accommodation guide so that was kind of during open days and things and there were applicant days at the university so prospective students and their parents would come to visit the uni and so they'd obviously want to see some of the accommodation. So I would show them my room and then I'd show them the kitchen and I'd just kind of talk about the accommodation, how much it costs, what's included, and just ask, answer any like general mm. questions. And it was good because, I mean, obviously I got paid to do, be a student ambassador, but then my housemates also benefited because I'd get kind of tokens, which we could use at the on-campus restaurant Hillside. Oh, um, yeah. So it was a bit of a kind of a free meal or a cheaper meal or whatever you want yeah, to call it yeah <laughs> yeah free meals uh, yeah but I do remember that people would be crowded in the in the foyer area especially because oh you God. would it would be an yeah. hour corridor so I'd come out of my room and I'd be like oh um excuse me <laughs> yeah I'd be like I'm so sorry guys <laughs> But like it would be, it would be really bad when it was like horrible weather, like it is mm-hmm. today when it's raining, and obviously I don't want to have prospective parents and students waiting outside in the rain, and then I just kind of have to like be running around our small house, like trying to split up the groups and try and talk really quickly, and then get one group out <laughs> of their house and get the other group out here. So be yeah, honestly. <laughs> and then what happened after first year? You kept working as a student ambassador but you got promoted was that in second year or was that later on so I've been a student ambassador I mean I worked as a student ambassador from December first year all the way up until Mm. I graduated but then I was promoted to senior student ambassador in my final year kind of when I came back from placement and so like as a senior student ambassador I was given a bit more responsibility so like on applicant days and things I'd be in charge of kind of small groups of student ambassadors or you know help to direct them and you know make sure everyone's doing mm-hmm. their job kind of thing um I mean all all of us senior student ambassadors were pretty chill but I remember in our training like they, they told us like you have the power to send someone away if they're being really bad at their job and whatever I was like whoa wow. that's a bit too much power <laughs> but yeah and it was just and also like being a senior ambassador as well you kind of get I guess you get more opportunities to work or like because they know that you've got more experience, so they're more likely to send you to uh, higher education, like mm. school fairs and things off campus, where you represent the university. 
so they tend to pick senior investors over like regular student investors because we've got more experience yeah. yeah and I think generally being like a student investor as well it's just like so many different things that I did like I, I worked a lot of open days as well so we did kind of campus tours and things mm-hmm. and I've done like the odd photo shoot and video shoot filming and stuff like that as well which is quite funny um but it was just a great experience. I think I recommend it to anyone who's going to university for like, if you like speaking to strangers, I guess, um, and you kind of like having that open role, definitely go for it. Yeah, because you had a real impact on on the university, especially because you're in some of the Instagram promotional material. Whoa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, so I am. And yeah, because... I know, like, I've had several people, I think since they've started using those mm-hmm. photos, I always get, even some of my student ambassador friends send me, photo, like, screenshots, I'm like, wow, they're really using this photo a lot. <laughs> yeah, they're really going for yeah. it. <laughs> and because uh, I think when we did that photo shoot, it was for 2021 prospectus. So I think my, like, so, like, and then they kind of interviewed all of us and, like, picked and chose who which interviews they put in the prospectus so I think mine's in there as well wow so yeah so you'll do you get a copy of the prospectus because you're in it or do they just you know they just like oh well you're gone now (laughs) you've done your work and now you've left (laughs) no no I've got I've got I think I've got two like physical copies and then like I got sent the the virtual link as well for like the the pdf version or something so I've got that as well so yeah so put it in your portfolio your work portfolio yeah no it's it's in my memory box one day many years in the future whoever you know be like oh yeah I remember that um yeah here I am on on the face of University of Surrey yeah exactly but it's quite funny because one of my friends um he's graduated he graduated I think it was last year but he was at the university for five Mm. years and he was also wow. a student ambassador and um, then a senior ambassador for a couple of years. And his face was literally the face of Surrey. So, like, he saw his face everywhere. <laughs> um, so, like, when me and, like, the new senior ambassadors in our final year, my final year, sorry, uh, when we are doing all the photo shoots and stuff, it's like, it's about time we had some new faces. He needs to, he's been on the marketing for, like, five years now. We need someone <laughs> new. <laughs> wow, yeah, he needs to be replaced. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> Did you find any of that stuff awkward? Like having like those kind of jobs, like very person-facing jobs and having your face everywhere. Do you find that awkward? Do you like as a part of your university experience or do you feel like it added to it? Uh, I don't know. I guess somewhere in the mid I don't think I found it awkward. I just found it quite funny to be honest. I mean, right. Cuz Especially because they've used the photos more now that I mean I've graduated I've I've graduated and I've finished now at Surrey and I'm obviously not on campus, yeah. but to be fair, those photos were mainly used in the prospectus and obviously people who are going to see the prospectus are prospective students, so they're not um, there yet. Yeah, yeah. So like I mean, when I was going to HU first and I was obviously giving out the prospectuses. Like my my photo, I mean that photo <laughs> isn't on the front. It's, there's a different photo. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm still in that group photo, but I'm very tiny, so you can't tell it's me. But it's okay. But um, right, good. when they turn, because it's like a mini guide when they turn through it, because there's kind of personal student perspectives, um, and like mm-hmm. the in, the interview like sections of our interviews or whatever. So when they see my face, they're like, "Hey, it's you." I'm like, "Yep, that's me." 
yes it is I <laughs> and I was like yep but you're getting the personal experience of my interview like I'm turning you up for it, like right now what my uni life was like <laughs> um but yeah I mean I didn't think too much of it to be honest uh I don't think it affected me that much because for me it was more right. like I'm doing a job for the university and I'm like helping the university out and I'm contributing to it and it's also giving mm-hmm. I mean also for me it was kind of I'm also getting paid in return for it, which obviously goes towards my living costs at uni. So I didn't really think. Right, right. How was it balancing your time? So first year must have been a bit easier than final year um, balancing your time. But I wondered if you could talk about like the comparison between the two, like how you started off with a job and how time management was. And then final year, how that time management maybe needed to change. Yeah. So um, in first year, yeah, it was quite easy. I mean, working as a student ambassador didn't take up too much time. To be fair, it, mm. even generally throughout the three three years, I guess, that I was on campus, it wasn't too bad because there was no obligation that you had to work every single shift. You could, like, right. if you're too busy or, you know, you've got too much on your plate or you're just not free or whatever, then you don't have to sign up for the shifts and that's fine. Um, and also because there are so many student ambassadors anyway, even if you did sign up for lots of shifts, it's not guaranteed that you'd get them. So there's kind of, right. because it's zero hours contracts, it's not too bad working working as a student ambassador alongside studies. That I've, That's kind mm-hmm. of what I found. Also because um, I'm a piano teacher as well. So I'll come back on weekends too to teach piano. I think that was probably also, that kind of added a bit to the, how busy I was, I guess. I mean, in first year, mm-hmm. it wasn't too bad because I think first year's, I mean, generally across the board first day is quite easy um and mm-hmm. so it wasn't you know constant studying and things but like even if uh, if it came to like exam period and things I mean generally there wouldn't be that many shifts anyway because they obviously know that it's exam period for us so they wouldn't really ask us to work um but I just right. wouldn't sign up for shifts anyway <clears throat> and then even in terms of like piano lessons and stuff and coming home I'll just say, you know, I've got exams for the next week or two, so I won't be here, like, I'm cancelling lessons for the next two weeks, we can catch up later on. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was more, it was definitely more challenging in second year and final year, probably balancing the degree and kind of the two jobs, because in second year and final year, um, well, in second year I was applying for placements uh, from right. September up until I finally got one in December. So uh, mm-hmm. that took up so much time. And then I was also running a society in second year. And then in final year, again, I was like doing the degree and like the two jobs. But at that point, I was applying for graduate jobs. And again, right. that's a very long process. And that took up a lot of my time too. So I think in final year, it, it was more a bit more stressful, but I was able to handle it because I knew that with both jobs, to be fair, I was able to kind of relax it a bit if I needed to to for my like Mm -hmm. studies and like my job hunting to take priority whenever I needed it to um so I was able to balance it in that way yeah so do you think that your time management was already pretty good and then you just you know utilized that skill or do you think you improved it over time um I think I, I I guess I had time management from the beginning but mm-hmm. I definitely, I mean, I feel like there's always room for improvement in anything. So I definitely feel like it did improve over the, the years. Right. Uh, especially like having, I think the biggest like 
uh, kind of change for me was when I came back from placement because when you're on placement you're in a routine you're in a you know go yeah. to bed at this time wake up at this time go to work whatever so like because I had my routine after like two years of not really having a like a fixed mm-hmm. routine that helped in final year when I was trying to you know balance my degree applications and you know my two jobs I wondered if you wanted to talk about your like running a society thing because that's quite a big deal so how did you get elected what were your what was your job role as it were like that sort of stuff yeah so um in first year so I joined a Tamil society at uh, Surrey and I got really involved mainly in second semester but uh with kind of the different like going to different events and there was kind of like the union hosts a one world week where all different mm. societies of different cultures and backgrounds kind of get to showcase their culture and like um kind of the food the dance the music just everything so um there's like a a gala at the end of the week yeah. that's where all the societies kind of do like a dance or whatever so I kind of got involved with that and um and then there was kind of like a, an election in I want to say May, I think it was May of the first year. Um, and so I had to kind of come up with a speech and stuff and then of why I wanted to be president. And then, yeah, I got voted in. And so as president of Tamil Society in second year, I was kind of in charge of running the society, organising events and like working with the committee mm-hmm. to organise events for all the members, uh, whether they're old members, like prior, previous members of the uh, society or new members like freshers and stuff right so there was a lot involved in that role that also took up time too and uh it, that also probably added to the stress in second year but I definitely don't take it back it was a great experience in itself like I learned so much from it um mm-hmm. but like we kind as a society we kind of did things like like we hosted we hosted a charity ball kind of in I think it was in Feb as so second semester and so mm-hmm. uh we donated money to a charity which provides solar lanterns in Sri Lanka to kind of families who don't have electricity um that's cool so that was yeah that was good for, it was like a, it was a lot of work to put together but it turned out great like loads of people enjoyed it and you know and um again and we also had the same kind of showcase gala thing in I think it was in December no no it wasn't it was in March of that second year yeah and again that was a lot right. of work to put in there was a lot of rehearsals and things you know trying to bring together the people who have the different skills so like you know some people mm. are really good at choreography choreography yeah um and yeah, yeah. other people <laughs> were good at um kind of mixing the music and you know picking the songs that we should dance to and then other people you know can help to book the rooms that we had to rehearse so it's just like bringing everyone to together to collaborate on that and like bring it all in one piece um and then also trying to make sure that everyone comes to rehearsals as well I think that was probably a big problem because yeah there was a lot of us on stage um I want to say maybe 20 to 30 people possibly Mm -hmm. I can't remember because it feels like ages ago but there was a lot of us and to make sure that everyone comes to all the rehearsals it was a it was a big headache but uh, because obviously yeah. you want to make sure everyone's coordinating and you know they know where their place is they know you know the routine and stuff but um, we managed to bring it together in the end and it was a it was a success but 
yeah and just generally the whole year was great and I think um because we did uh we managed to like do well for the society together that we were awarded like a silver stars award wow yeah so and that never happened in this in the history of the society so I was really happy about that like you know all the hard work the the you know the the challenges it was all worth it in the end so yeah yeah (laughs) that's so awesome how do you think that those like all these jobs and like stuff that you did at uni like the extracurriculars helped you get your graduate job do you think they helped you get your graduate job oh yeah 100% I mean I think being able to uh kind of draw on those experiences at interview stage was a huge kind of a huge advantage for me I found it so Mm -hmm. useful in both placement and graduate applications because they in the interviews they always test all your different competencies and they like to hear I guess different experiences like not just you drawing from the same job so when I was able to say like okay so like for one competency I would draw on something for my student ambassador job for another one I'd you know bring in my piano teaching job another one Mm -hmm. I'd bring in you know my presidency whatever problems challenges whatever achieved Mm -hmm. that yeah so like it was just bring it like definitely doing the extracurricular helped me um with applications because I was able to showcase my skills and you know show that I have put them to use and I've like contributed right yeah that's really cool I'm really glad that it was beneficial after all the strife that you had in oh yeah honestly yeah <laughs> it, it was worth it in the end I mean like I remember at the time I was probably running around like a headless chicken for a year but it was worth it <laughs> <laughs> but you look back on it and you're like yep that was a good experience a valuable experience yeah <laughs> I mean like I think I just learned so much from that experience it's like it's so cliche but like they always say like you find yourself in university I was like yeah that's true I think you just yeah all the experiences make you realize you know what your strengths and weaknesses are and you know how you change and whatever so like yeah yeah, I mean yeah looking back on it I've I've grown and whatever like improved since then and learned so much so it's helped in the long run Mm, good (laughs) that's always what we want to hear isn't it exactly so um I, I mean I haven't even you haven't even said what your degree is what is your degree what did you what kind of modules did you enjoy the most and then how did that help you um get into your current job oh yeah of course um so uh, I did economics <laughs> and finance at Surrey and I mean I've been doing uh economics since GCSE so I did it for GCSE and mm-hmm. A-level so that's kind of why I chose to do economics and finance at uni and I mean it's definitely helped me to get my graduate job but to be fair I think it depends I mean for for me because I'm going into working for one of the big four and doing mm-hmm. uh, kind of an analy- analytical role um, it's not uh, necessary to have an economics degree you can have any degree really to work for one of the big four so it's not mm-hmm. compulsory which is good I mean I think it's just more the skills that you build in your degree which are applicable in the graduate job right um it's more viewed in that way as opposed to specifically like oh you did an economics degree okay you can work at one of the big four accounting and finance firms or whatever or you can work at one of the investment banks I don't think it's like I've heard people who've done like you know English literature or classics or languages or whatever 
and then they kind mm. of end up working in like big investment banks or one of the big four or you know in very yeah, I guess yeah. finance roles but you wouldn't see it coming kind of thing interesting so do you think your degree was worth it then or like yeah. I guess I suppose the university experience was worth it but do you think your specific degree was worth it or would you have chosen a different one um I think my degree was worth it I mean I enjoy it was tough okay. but I enjoyed it um I, I honestly don't know what other degree I would have done otherwise um, <laughs> because I mean I, I really enjoyed economics to be fair and I, in the beginning I thought that I was going to go into economics like I was gonna you know be an economist in the government or something like that right um, right in that sense then yeah I would need an economic and finance degree but I think it helped me in the sense that because it's such a diverse degree you can really do anything with it so you know it I'm happy that with my decision and you know like I I think it was worth it for me especially with the modules I chose and things like in my final mm-hmm. year I got to choose more modules oh well it was my first time choosing modules actually for, for my course oh that's interesting yeah so in final year um, that's kind of when I chose six out of eight of my modules and I think that probably wow. helped with making my degree more diverse in a way but also specialized mm. I think for me it's diverse because of the, the modules I picked whereas other people probably became more specialized than some of their modules right. that they, they chose but um, for me because I knew that I'm not going to go into being an economist or something that specialized mm-hmm. I picked modules that are a bit more diverse um, so like some of my favorite modules were uh, political economy and economics of corruption I think those two were probably my favorite they were really interesting uh, because I did a level politics and so when I did political economy it was nice to see the other side of it and how you could apply it in a model um, and it's kind of mm. like married economics maths and politics together so that was really interesting and then in second semester when I did economics of corruption I think that was really really interesting you just I feel like it's a it's a dark way to put it, but you see how corrupt the world is, and you like right when you're learning the economics of it, and you know how it's it's interesting to see the different countries and see the economics of corruption in those countries, um, and like mm. the final assessment we had to write about, um, I think it was comparing between Nigeria and Brazil as to which which country has a more investment friendly. Uh, environment I guess um, in terms of corruption and that was really interesting Mm -hmm. to kind of research and write about and um, I learned so much even I mean generally from that module but so much even from that report as well when I was like reading Mm. loads of news articles and listening to podcasts and like listening and learning about kind of the different events happening in those countries because I I feel like you don't hear it all the time or like you know I feel like every country or any news article or event that happens it has its peak and then you just don't hear about it so um, right that's interesting and how did your so why did you change your mind to be, from becoming an economist to doing something else or was it just the role that you managed to find after you graduated like was how, did your placement pay, play a part like where how did you come to the decision that you didn't want to be an economist as much anymore I think it was a lot of different factors. I mean, I think the first thing mm-hmm. was that when I was in second year and um, and we kind of learned 
more macroeconomic theory and microeconomic theory. I mean, microeconomics I actually found right. okay. But um, when I was in A-levels, I loved macroeconomics for goods and macro. Um, just because it was mm-hmm. so easy. It was just so easy to understand. Like, it all made sense. But then when it came to second year, it's kind of like, that's all out the window. This is macro now. And it was so different I to what know. I expected. And I, it was, I found it quite hard to understand. I mean, I kind of got there in the end. But obviously, I, mm-hmm. I was balancing so many different things at the time as well. I probably found it even more challenging than I would have if I wasn't doing right. curricular stuff. Um, and also, it didn't. I kind of lost interest in that as well. And then I also did my placement. My placement also had a kind of uh, influence as well on my decision, I guess. So mm-hmm. um, I was a finance intern for uh, Disney, and I worked in their London head office. And that was a very different role. That was a very, again, like analytical role. I was working with mm-hmm. Excel every single day, but like I really enjoyed Great. Yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> Good. It makes me sound like a nerd, but um, I don't know. It was, just, <laughs> it was a great role. I mean, I was I was working with Excel, but like I got to see. Although I was doing some of the more analytical pieces, I also got to see kind of the bigger picture as well. Like. Um, with different meetings I attended and kind of my role as well like I was given quite a bit of responsibility so I quite enjoyed doing that role and it kind of gave me the idea that I definitely wanted to do some kind of analytical role that worked in kind of a cooperation as opposed to being an economist because again and then following placement I actually did a summer internship at HM Treasury and Mm. Um, I didn't work for a policy department. I worked for an operational one. But um, again, I still, because I had exposure to the policy side, like I spoke to lots of people who worked in policy and I kind of saw what they did. And I I made friends with a lot of different interns as well in that summer internship. And they kind of told me what they were doing. And I was like, oh, that doesn't really sound like my thing. I don't really know if I'd want to be doing that. Yeah, right. So it's like all those different factors kind of pushed me out of, being an economist and more into maybe in like an analytical role um for like a big corporation Mm -hmm. so you would definitely say that even if you don't do a placement doing some kind of work experience benefits oh 100 percent. yeah I tell anyone like if you can do a placement but if you know if you can't find a placement or it's not offered or you know you just whatever it is do some kind of experience I think Having done both, I always recommend placement over summer internship because it's mm-hmm. a whole year to make an impact, to see things through. Uh, you're given real responsibility. You basically have like a full time job. So, you know, you get to try out so many different things and kind of really try out the role to see how it works for you. Whereas right. a summer internship is still great experience. Don't get me wrong. But um, like I was given several different projects and because the summer internship is such a short period of time it's like maximum Mm. two months probably you don't really get to see the end of those projects because some of them are long term so you may be able to start it off but then it's kind of on the rest of your department or whoever after you like someone who's in a permanent role there to carry it on and it's kind of a shame not to see the end of your hard work when you're in a summer internship Mm. and again because it's only two months two months is like it's still the honeymoon period when you're like in a job and stuff so when you're doing a summer internship it's like it's I think it's a bit it's still a good experience like if you can't do placement 100% do summer internship but 
I recommend placement over a summer internship just because you get to try out the role properly and see you've right. the most out of it in a year for sure that's interesting yeah I mean I haven't done any I didn't do any summer internships but my placement was awesome so yeah exactly I always recommend placement <laughs> exactly exactly um what about so have you started working in your new graduate job yet uh I haven't yet uh because of coronavirus thanks coronavirus um, yeah. um so but I'll be starting at my graduate job in February next year otherwise I would have already started mm-hmm. by now I would have started in September um right right yeah so what are you filling your time with are you working or just taking it easy do you have any training to do um so they've kind of done some virtual stuff like it's more virtual socials mm-hmm. and things which is nice so I know that this varies by team but uh, uh from because I'm so I'm doing risk analytics at uh, Deloitte and so my risk analytics team they're quite I'd say they're kind of on it so like once a month there's some kind of virtual social which is quite nice so um That's we get cute. to see other yeah so we get to see other like people in our class and like get to know them a bit um so yeah. I think the last one no there was one in August where they did like a virtual escape room and they put us into different breakout rooms on zoom uh, that's cool yeah it was good fun but I felt so bad because I was like the first thing I said once we were put into the breakout room I was like guys I've, I've done this escape room before because I'd done it with my cousins like a month before oh <laughs> So I felt bad, oh, well. but I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I'm just going to sit here. You guys can figure it out. But if you want a clue, just ask me because I didn't want to take away from the experience. Yeah. All of them were like, I've never done a virtual escape room. I'm like, oh, um, so and then <laughs> I mean, I did an in-person escape room for the first time last weekend and it was no way. really weird. It's yeah, so I've never fun. done an escape room before. I really enjoyed it, but it was a strange experience. It's so fun. I love doing escape. Like I've done, yeah, before. I think it was last year and the year before. I did like in person escape rooms, like when I was on placement and like with my cousins and stuff. It's just so much fun. <laughs> that's that's good. And I've been kind of. I was still teach piano. Like I've been teaching piano for like eight, mm-hmm. coming up to eight years now. But uh, recently wow. I've got uh, some new students, so that's kind of taken up my time, which is nice and mm-hmm. like it's helping me to grow my. I guess my piano teaching business in a way uh which is good because like before I was I was only teaching kind of two students but I didn't want to take on too many students because obviously I was still at university so I didn't want to you know uh, it would be way too much to commit to and like obviously because I was already like sometimes when it was exam period and stuff I would kind of uh, skip weeks and things so I didn't want to do that to lots of students two students is enough and because they were like one of them was beginners and then the other one because it's like an old family friend who have been teaching since he was like five so like mm-hmm. they're very understanding they also obviously know I'm like at uni and things so it's fine but now yeah. that I've got more time and even when I start my job because I'm living at home for the foreseeable future and I'll be commuting mm-hmm. into London anyway I have the time I guess to take on more students and teach so right yeah yeah, and especially with a consistent work routine as well, it'll be it'll be easier to fit things in around your work. Oh yeah, exactly, hundred percent. Um, so yeah, and like because the students come to me as well, 
it's uh it's just I just need to make sure I'm in the house basically and available whereas I know I don't know for you it's I guess it's a bit more tricky because I know you do your tutoring and stuff like before yeah I've had to stop pretty much because of like virtual I just hate virtual teaching the kids that I teach like the age group they just don't listen so I'm like what's the point of me even (laughs) even trying to teach them if they're just like playing around on their computer and stuff literally it's hard because I I yeah because like in March like in the beginning of quarantine like at that time I only had two students so I had to make them both virtual one of them's like he's, right. he's I think he's 13 or 14 so he's okay and then the other mm-hmm. one he's all right as well. I think he's like seven or eight yeah seven or eight right I think so he was okay too but like uh so like teaching virtually wasn't too bad but it is different because mm-hmm. the younger one like I remember some of the lessons his friends would be playing in the garden and he wouldn't really be paying attention, be like looking around. I'm like, right. I'm right here. <laughs> um, Hello. Yeah. And it's like you can't demonstrate. It's difficult to demonstrate over, you know, a, a webcam. So oh, like yeah. instead of, you know, like for me, I wouldn't be able to like write things down as easily or like point to mistakes as easily. It, it, yeah, it's more problematic overall. Yeah, definitely. But, the fact that you're still going with it is pretty impressive. So yeah. congrats to you. Thanks. I mean, yeah, because like I, I kind of brought the lessons back into person around September, but then mm-hmm. I put in loads of different like COVID regulations, like checking temperature, yeah. hand sanitizer, like cleaning the piano every like before and after the lesson and everything like that. So, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit long, but it's it's worth it for you know to prevent COVID and all yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I mean, you haven't started your new job, but you have placement experience of a routine do you prefer the university lack of routine or do you prefer having like a more structured day-to-day life uh oh that's a tough one because I I enjoyed both to be honest like me too (laughs) yeah I I like I like the work life because I think it was more the fact that I wasn't studying so I didn't have I I didn't I I had that kind of you know as soon as I come back home from work I can do whatever I want. I can just watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. I can just chill. I, I don't need to study or revise. Whereas when you're at university, like, it's a lack of routine. Like, I mean, you don't have, I mean, I know it depends by course, but my course didn't have that many mm. contact hours. So right. any free time I had, I should really be doing independent study and studying. And I mean, obviously I was, especially in final year. But I think um, it's that. I feel like even when you're not doing anything, you still feel guilty. You still feel like, oh, I really should be studying. Like, oh, I could be doing this right now. But I'm still, you know, meeting up with friends or whatever. Whereas, like, when you're working and things and you're not studying, you don't have that. Like, your weekends are completely free. You can do whatever you want. You don't need to revise, nothing like that. Right. But then, like, I enjoyed university life because, like you said, lack of routine. So, like, the free time Mm -hmm. that I had, like, I could use that to... Obviously, some of it was studying, but like I could still, you know, uh, go to the gym, see friends, uh, just you know, relax, chill, go to town, do a bit of shopping, you know, do whatever I wanted, yeah. and kind of yeah. So there's I I it's I see the benefits of both. To be fair, I I like I like both ways of life. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird as well to go from virtually no routine to a very strict nine to five job oh yeah definitely I think that was probably a weird I think it was like waking up on time 
for the first time in like two years was a weird like <laughs> trying to get back into that I mean I don't normally have that problem I, I mean I don't yeah, I don't generally have that problem but when you haven't done it for like two or three years and then you're like starting a job I pro- I'll probably find that when I start my graduate job I'll be like waking up at like 6 30 like uh, I want to sleep yeah <laughs> Yeah, not yeah. wouldn't look forward to that to but, be honest. Yeah, but I think once you're in the routine, then it's fine, and you're just used to it. Your your body's kind of reset its clock, I guess. Yeah, true. Like once you you force your body into that routine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Overall, what would you say to someone who is going to need to work a job during university, and they're sort of unsure about balancing? their work life and their uni life um I would say first of all think about what your capabilities are like if you feel like Mm. you can like I mean you you know yourself best so if you feel like you can balance a lot you know you work best when you're multitasking then you know definitely take Mm. on like a part-time job during university if you feel like you know you're kind of the person who needs to stay focused on one thing otherwise other things will suffer then you know maybe do that and like if you need the part-time job for you know money to help you with your living costs and stuff maybe look for a part-time job that's not too demanding um and that kind of fits around you because I think things like like my for me my piano teaching and for you Kim your tutoring like I guess you can pick and choose how many students you take on so like if you only took on maybe one student or two students and maybe that's not too much of your time that you're committing and you're still making a bit of money whereas a part-time job uh like any other part-time job whether it's a student ambassador or okay ignore the student ambassador actually I feel like that's a bit more flexible as well but like for example it's a part-time job like working at Tesco or kind of like the on-campus grocery store or whatever it is because those are kind of fixed shifts and you probably have to work um I'm guessing you'd have to work a certain number of hours every week that would be a bit more Mm. stressful and tricky and like a a lot more on your plate to click to kind of uh commit to but I think Mm. I always recommend to anyone like if you can you can always do tutoring I think that's a great way to a great part-time job because that's flexible and then um, also like student ambassador job is another like I again highly recommend if you're kind of happy to talk to strangers and you know promote the university talk about university and your experience Um, and again because that's also flexible too because because of zero hours contracts you have no and you're in no way like uh, tied to working you know x amount of hours a week you can just like you can go periods of not working any shifts and it's fine because you know you might have other commitments and that's fine I feel like working for a university is generally a good bet because they know when the exam periods are so you can exactly make it clear that you don't want to work at that time yeah exactly I think because a lot of the university staff as well they have they've either been at the same university or you know other universities Mm. they obviously know what university life is like they know that you know you've got deadlines they know you've got exams whatever so they're not going to force you to work any shifts whatsoever it's completely up to you at least in my experience it's been like that anyway so yeah and I think also as well as I think it's it's quite a recognized job as well when you go to like interviews and things um kind of interviewers are always curious about student ambassador jobs and what that entails like some people have heard of it some people haven't I remember one of my interviews like for graduate jobs 
Um, I was expecting him to ask me about my placement and my summer internship, but he just kept asking about my ambassador role because he had no idea what it was. He was like, you're a student <laughs> ambassador? What's that? I was like, well... And they have all sorts of roles too. Like I wrote a blog for the University of Surrey while I was on placement. Yeah, I mean, it was unpaid, but it's still exposure, you know? It's still oh like practicing skills and and it's, yeah, it's always good to, to have that kind of stuff on your CV, I'd say. Oh, definitely. I completely agree. Yeah, I think any experience, like even if it's paid or unpaid, whatever it is, is still, like you said, exposure and experience. Mm-hmm. So it's good in the long run for your kind of, kickstarting your career and anything yeah totally so to finish off I wondered if you had a specific favorite memory about being at Surrey since we're both now graduates it doesn't have to involve me but you know (laughs) I prefer it it did oh obviously (laughs) Uh, oh that's so hard Uh, I can't pick a top memory like I probably have like clusters of memories which are like my favorite Mm -hmm. to be fair I, I do love like I I always cherish moving in day I think that's probably one of my top yeah up, it's up there with my top memories um I think that was just a great way to start the university experience I think obviously like having you there was just great too I think that that was very, <laughs> I feel like that was very lucky for me so <laughs> to have a great wow, neighbor thank you. I think it was lucky for both of us because we were both willing to talk and to get to know each other and we were both pretty chatty and like (laughs) wanted to do stuff so yeah exactly yeah so yeah I think that's probably up there the top memories I think moving in day first day and then Mm. I think another memory would probably be in my final year um yeah so I kind of I mean I got back in I got involved with the like come society again but like not mm-hmm. as much because obviously I was in final year and I'd been there done that kind of thing but because right. like the the committee were it's funny because the committee were the freshers who joined when I was president so I was like close Aww. friends with one or two of them <laughs> yeah so like I was close friends with one or two of them and then they needed help for I could tell that they needed help for the kind of the performance thing uh the mm-hmm. the eye gala and so I was like right let's just I was like because at by that point I'd found out I got my graduate job so I didn't need to do any more applications like a a whole bunch of time just right. freed up so I just I was like okay right let me come help and like I think that's another top memory like it was I think it's like one and a half it was just like one and a half weeks before show day and then that's when I came in and just helped like with the committee and stuff like they had organized wow. stuff but because things were still all, all over the place and I remember it being hard to coordinate it so I kind of jumped in and helped to direct and then it all came together and then, yeah that I think the the performance day itself was another top memory that was good fun uh when everyone came That's... together so yeah yay great university experiences yeah exactly <laughs> Mine's got to be um, one of the, the memories that sticks out is when you <laughs> fell off the rock climbing wall and did your ankle in. Oh my god, And yeah. you had to oh. get up We walked all the way back to campus from yeah. the sports bar. Yeah, that, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't uh, want a photo of that. Oh no, yeah, I, that was painful. Like I remember, I I don't know what was going through my head to b- stupidly jump down, but I remember I heard my ankle click. Like I actually heard it click. Oh, yeah, and for like it was like probably what without crutches. Like if I hadn't done my ankle in, it would have been what a fifteen twenty minute walk. But it probably took us what half an hour, forty minutes to walk back. Minimum. So 
so funny. Yeah. So funny. Literally. And then, yeah, I was just on crutches for like, I think it was that weekend. And then I was just always trying to keep my ankle elevated. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the things you remember. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed. Oh, I, yeah, happy to. I did ask you very short notice, so. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, I'm no kind of stuck at home, so. <laughs> right, yeah, I don't feel too bad about it then. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I I hope you enjoy your graduate job. Thanks. Thank it's you very gonna much. It's going to be a whole new experience. Yeah, definitely. Yes, looking forward to it, sure. But, yeah. <laughs> That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you to Shankri for recording with me. And of course, as always, you can check out my website, pleaseholdfor.squarespace.com for all the other bits and bobs that I'm doing and for the episode and so on. You can also check out my Instagram, please hold for Insta, or Facebook or Twitter, all various forms of please hold for. Don't forget to sign up for my newsletter as well. It comes out at the end of every month and you can be directed to all the podcast episodes and writings and I even include a little photo in there. So that's it. Okay, speak to you next time.